Like remember Easter? Yes, yeah. Power <laughs> out of power out of the storm. Yeah. It's like the highest festival of the year. We have the most people tuning in, and Easter like no other. And then like the soundboard keeps popping on and off because the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not fun. I, I hope you know. I think people probably were pretty gracious. Yeah, I think people you were. Know, they're like, they were man. like, oh man, those poor guys. Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is Pastor Tim. And this is the Every Moment His podcast. And on the podcast today, we have a special guest, uh, the one and only Spencer Heinrichs, who is our parish administrator at Holy Cross. And uh, we're hanging out here in the sanctuary of uh, our church, six feet apart with masks on. Yep. Trying to be safe. Uh, safety Vigilant. protocols. Yeah. Vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate and, you guys uh, having me. Yeah. So Welcome. Thank you. Long time listener, first time participant. So happy to be here. Well, and you truly are the man <laughs> behind the podcast. I mean, yeah. so people know uh, you have a, uh, a technology background and you have lots of skills, like technology skills. Uh, I don't know if you have any like bow staff skills. Yeah, no, yeah, no karate <laughs> skills. Can't, can't throw the football over a mountain or anything like that. How, how's your dancing? Not great dancing. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just okay. <laughs> yeah, kinda so kind of my background, um, I spent my previous career was as a software engineer. I was there for, um, did that for about four years, uh, have a degree in business finance and uh, another bachelor's in software development as well. And I was a financial advisor for a period of time. So cool. a little bit of finance and software mixture in the background. Yeah. And we did, I didn't know these things about you until we interviewed you for this position of parish administrator and it just seemed to come together really well because of your technology background and technology is a major need in the church to have some abilities there but then also your finance background um you also fly airplanes too right yep i'm a certified flight instructor and commercial pilot and did that for a time uh kind of prior to being a software engineer so i've been flying since i was 15. wow Big passion of mine hmm kind of a renaissance man <laughs> yeah a man of many talents <laughs> for sure so today our goal is we're going to just have this conversation uh, reflecting on 2020 wow what a year right uh the unprecedented 2020 we're going to reflect on that year and then also just talk about you know some of the goals that we have for 2021 but really focus on uh, within 2020 some of the the successes and the challenges that we've had as a congregation, because we have had both. Um, before we jump into that conversation, do you want to just tell us what a parish administrator does? Yeah, the way that I like to sum it up um, <coughs> is basically it's, it's everything that ministry staff doesn't do and kind of catch everything. So the role of support staff, uh, which parish administrator is kind of in charge of the support side of things, mm -hmm. um, is just to make sure that ministry staff, uh, the pastors included, can spend as close to 100% of their time doing ministry, word, and sacrament as humanly possible. Right. So that comes down to all the HR types of things, um, you know, cutting the checks and tracking time and vacation, uh, making sure that we're in compliance with all the laws we have to be in compliance with, 
managing the facilities, making mm -hmm. sure that bills are paid and that, you know, repairs and upgrades are happening um, as well as handling uh, resourcing for all the projects that happen. So if we need, you know, new whiteboards or we need new computers, um, parish administrator kind of purchases and sets up all those things. Um, also handling uh, the budget. That's kind of where the finance background comes yeah. in. Um, making sure that we have a well-balanced budget and always planning for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And God bless you for doing that work. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. At my, yeah. At my last church, I was actually in charge of the budget as well as the pastoral stuff. And uh, well, it was, first of all, it was a good learning experience to learn the ins and outs of, of all that stuff. And I wasn't in charge of the day-to-day -day cutting checks and paying bills, but I was in charge of projecting the budget out, which was a growth opportunity for me. <laughs> but, but it's a lot of work, you know, and, and it's careful work. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you're doing that. And you seem to have a great aptitude for it, too. So that's yeah, useful. They, they do not train pastors and ministry staff to do these things. Uh, we've been trained to do ministry, to work with people, to work with God's word. And sometimes it's hard to do those things, you know, if like there's a plumbing issue or trying to figure out, you know, <clears throat> how to make the best use of space and facility. So, yeah, it's been a blessing having this position. And uh, I know it takes a lot of stress off of us all. I'm sorry if you bear that stress, <laughs> but I think you bear it well. Uh, so it's a, a blessing indeed. And really, I, I see this position too as, you know, we as ministry staff work with you to come up with ideas about how to move the church forward. And then you kind of help us make it happen practically. Yeah. And, and that's been really neat. Yeah. Spencer, real quick, curious. You're a, you're a dad. Yep. You're married. You have a kiddo. You got any dad jokes for us today? I actually have nothing teed uh, up. I was kind of hoping you did. Today. <laughs> yeah. I always like to put guys on the spot, you know. Uh, I do have one. I'll save you here. But So here's the dad joke for you. Uh, why did the egg dictator outlaw jokes? Why hmm. did he? He didn't want his population to crack up. <laughs> Bingo. Solid. <laughs> The daddiest of jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like those good. outrageous setups. You're like, an egg dictator? What does oh, that even what? mean? Tell me more. Yeah. It's What's the famous story? egg <laughs> dictators that I've read so much about. Yeah. 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 With their hats, yeah. Okay. So what are we, looking back on 2020, oh gosh, 2020, um, it's going to go down in history. Uh, what would you say are some successes that we've had this year? I would say, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces, obviously. Um, but being able to respond uh, to some of the curveballs, kind of that, mm -hmm. that COVID. I mean, COVID's the, the elephant in the room, of course, here, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of good things that have happened and a lot of bad things that happened in 2020. But mm. COVID is easily the most talked about thing. Um, you know, one of the things that we had in response to COVID um, that was really done early on uh, was picking up NTV yeah. as mm -hmm. uh, one of our missions. By the way, props to Pastor Tim, because I think that was your idea. Yeah, it did. Well, I mean, it did filter through my brain cells. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I got the idea because uh, there was actually a, a, a TV station in Thunder Bay, the local station who would air um, 
churches church services for free actually wow and uh, as long as you could get your stuff to them and we were never able to to really get organized for that but uh i just thought well why not just see let's just see mm-hmm. if they have any any ideas like that and yeah that's really been awesome because it just seems like man what a great connection and um, and we had the equipment ready to go and so our quality is really high mm-hmm. and it just seemed like a great fit for our ministry great opportunity and it's just I don't think we're ever going to stop it. I, it's hard to imagine if we would stop it because it's been so useful for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, it has been just comforting to know that in a time where we can't be around people and we don't have the best communication, that we still have that connection with people. And especially if someone is in that demographic where, you know, they're not going to get on YouTube and, and stream it from their phone to their TV or maybe their laptop, it, it just is running, you know, Windows 97 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's just good to know that it's as easy as just turning on the TV. And, and so that's been really, really comforting. I, I do have to admit that I think we all kind of feel this, that there are some challenges. And, and one of the challenges is I've heard from from members who say, you know, we've, I've been watching it on TV, but it's just not the same. I mm-hmm. want to be in person. And the Christian faith is a very in the body, in person, word in sacrament together kind of thing. And and so while this is nice, it's not ideal yeah. because we long for the time that we're together again. And so while it is a blessing for those who are homebound, who are quarantining, who are not going out in crowds. My hope, though, is that in the future it doesn't become like, well, you know, I, I kind of like just drinking my coffee and sitting in my PJs <laughs> and watching. Uh, I can fast forward through songs I don't want. You yeah. know, if I DVR it or if the pastor's too yeah, long, I, know. I can just click <laughs> off. Yeah. So that concerns me. Uh, the other thing that concerns me is that I don't ever want to take away from other churches because... Mm. If a, if a church is in a, in a vulnerable place where they don't have that technology, I would hope that people would always have their first loyalty be to their home congregation. Um, granted, if that's a congregation that's preaching the scriptures faithfully and, and uh, that they would stay rooted there, I think we all kind of feel that a little bit. Yeah, there's kind of two sides <coughs> to that point. You know, being on the support staff side of things, it's kind of fun to be on the receiving end of these phone calls when mm. people that aren't members of Holy Cross mm-hmm. will call and talk about NTV. Yeah. And I've been on the receiving end of multiple calls now where they say, you know, our church is shut down yeah. you know, for the next few weeks. We've been enjoying your NTV broadcast as a way to kind of stay connected. Um, you know, that stuff that's fun to hear, you know, yeah. but it could go to where... Uh, you know, if, if someone stops attending in person uh, right. completely. So it's, and, and, and we get those letters all the time from people from all over Nebraska who say, if, you know, if I, if I go out and I get COVID, I'm, a, I'm not going to probably survive. Like, I'm just in a really tough yeah. spot. And so I just, I'm really thankful that I'm able to be connected to some Christian worship and preaching or something that's familiar to me as I can't go out right now. But yeah. You know, all of God's blessings are both blessings, but they have the potential to be misused. And I think that we'll just have to stay vigilant as a community that we're remembering that the ideal is always to be in person. Uh, And we we pray that with a vaccine and with 
cases hopefully going down someday <laughs> yeah. sooner than later that we can that can be our jam so. well i think that's one reason why we you know we wanted to really work to define the church yeah in our preaching mm-hmm. because i think uh there's more than just the passive input of the word which is part of it but there's also you know the sacraments right you know we're sacramental christians we believe yeah jesus really shows up and he calls us together around that that time and space but also we have things to contribute to one another as a community you know we're yeah. brothers and sisters in christ uh we're mystically united in jesus already so we don't want to shortchange those brothers and sisters in christ that we're called to be a part of and called to contribute to and to be loved by mm-hmm. so i think that's I think good theology kind of overcomes some of those things does, if we can yeah. get that into our bloodstream. But So I want to mention another success that we've had this year, and this is really a gift that the Holy Spirit has given us, is the, the gift of unity. I, I come to, to church, you know, every day, and, I, uh, and I, I feel just a good sense of camaraderie among our staff. We've weathered some difficult things with COVID. We've had to pivot, you know, quickly. <laughs> uh, but I just feel like we're cohesive as a staff, that we, we, we're for each other, we love each other. And, then I, and I feel like as a congregation, for the most part, we have maintained a high level of unity, um, even when the whole question of masks was like, what are we gonna do about that? People were super flexible, and, and it was just a blessing for me to see that kind of maturity at work in the church. And granted, we're all going to have different opinions and stuff, but I just saw that we were a flexible, united congregation. And I pray that continues. Uh, but I felt that, and I yeah. see that. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of hot-button, you know, politicized issues out there, and mm-hmm. masks being one of them. Um, but I feel like our congregation has just handled it really well. And there's yeah. no internal fighting or craziness going on. It's just we do what we got to do, and... Mm-hmm. Heard of yeah. worship. I, I know I saw um, someone on Facebook. Uh, they said, you know, I don't, I don't I don't think, you know, coronavirus, the response from the government is right. I don't really want to wear a mask for the rest of my life, all this stuff. And yet the same person came to church wearing a mask. And I thought that was a really because I know it was something that graded against them personally. But they're right. like, you know, what, for the sake of the church, I'm going to just, you know, be long suffering. And even if I don't think it's the best course of action a lot of people do and a lot of people think this is what's going to help me survive this i don't want to be just doing that because i don't i don't feel like it you know yeah so i think that was just a really good mark of maturity yeah just to be willing to say you know i'm going to do what is loving for my neighbor to say care about my neighbor um and if if this if at the very least this just puts my neighbor's mind at ease, right? then I've done the right thing. Um, yeah, I, I would also say that just a, a success in this year is, is um, and this goes back to the staff, is that we just, we have a great staff, great, great team. And um, I feel that, I experience that. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to be hopefully adding to that team We'll talk about that a little bit later in opportunities, give you y'all an update on um, our call process for a uh, director of youth and small group ministries. So 
Yeah. But we'll save that for later, so you've got to listen a little bit longer. <laughs> Teaser. <laughs> um, anything else for successes? or? No, I'll just I'll reiterate the staff point. I mean, we have really good people in good places. I like the people that I work with, and our staff has good vision. And you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're getting outside the day-to-day -day where that's easy to fall into, where you mm -hmm. just get kind of trapped in the weeds of mm -hmm. operating in your current function. But I feel like all of our staff is really looking into the future and you know, the day-to-day -day operations that they're doing are really setting them up for you know, mm -hmm. what we see as the vision. And then staff all coming together and talking about like, well, what's the vision of the church? Uh, you know, beyond just that single ministry, how does this all work together? So we have really good people. Yeah. All right. How so about some challenges? Yeah. Have there been any challenges <laughs> this year? I mean, I, I definitely think isolation, you know, that the COVID thing has made it. I know for, you know, Pastor John, <coughs> you and I, probably you too, Spencer, you're trying to know, get to know people in the church. Mm -hmm. Man, I just, I feel like I have amnesia, you know, because... <laughs> A lot of people were gone for several months at a time, and I'm just, I feel just new at this, you know, yeah. to where I, mm -hmm. I should know people, but I didn't, my brain didn't, maybe it was absorbing so much other content information too, but I think for me personally, I've felt kind of isolated, but I know that whatever I'm feeling, you know, many people in the church are feeling, you know, especially yeah. I work a lot with new members, I think, man, It'd be rough to get to know people when you're mm -hmm. holed up at home watching on TV or that kind of thing. So I think it's that that pressure to be away from the center of the community has been a huge challenge for us. Yeah, I, I feel that. And I think that that first year of ministry as a pastor in a new call is really pretty pivotal. I mean, that is kind of like the attachment is forming between the pastor and the congregation. You're learning to trust each other. You're learning to, to kind of figure everything out and learning names and all that. And then, you know, that gets interrupted in COVID. Uh, for me, that would be, you know, about nine months in. And for you, Pastor Tim, that was, uh, would have been, what, about four about or five, five months yeah, in? Yeah. Yeah. And so that in itself is challenging. Um, but then with the isolation thing, I think that visitation has been hard yeah. because... You know, nursing homes and care facilities are shut down. Um, and and then every, you know, every place kind of has their own rules and they're always changing. And, uh, and they're doing their best to keep people safe. But we also want to have connection with people. Uh, also visiting people, you know, in their homes or the hospital. So some of those just normal rhythms of, of ministry and communication were... were um, we couldn't do and, and mm -hmm. still can't. And, and so that's, that's tough. Yep. And yet I feel like I've been busier as a pastor during these months than, than normal. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Well, it's the, there's a lot of groups that meet around the church, even just during the week, you know, sometimes those will just get canceled or postponed for a time. You know, we've seen that within the last couple of weeks, we have some groups that have temporarily stopped meeting just because cases are getting bad again. You yeah. Know? And so it's, you kind of get into a rhythm and then it gets broken where like, oh yeah, this group's coming in today and then, then they don't. So it's tough, kind of harder to learn who people are, especially 
when you learn who they are with a mask on. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know I've met you, but I can only see half your face, yeah. and I haven't seen you since maybe, you know, March. Yep. I think the best disguise is the mask and sunglasses right now if you encounter someone <laughs> walking in the church. And a hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if you get the, if you get the stocking cap and the glasses. Oh, yeah. You look like the Unabomber. So be careful. Uh, uh, Jason Bourne could have taken a, a note from yeah. the current <laughs> pandemic. Uh, I, I think that another thing that's been, this has gotten maybe easier in those first months, March, April, May, when we closed down and then when we opened back up, I felt like we were having to kind of build the airplane while we're flying it. Hmm. You know, we were just really having to figure out on a weekly basis, how are we going to adjust? Okay, we're not meeting in person. We have this NTV opportunity. How do we record this ahead of time? How do we adjust our services to do it? Uh, we're having lots of YouTube issues with, you know, like YouTube just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of crapping out on us, you know? And so what do we do? <laughs> like, remember Easter? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Power There's out a power big outages, storm. Yeah. It's like the highest festival of the year. We have the most people tuning in. An Easter like no other. <laughs> and then like the soundboard keeps popping on and off because the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that so. was not fun. I, I hope, you know, I think people probably were pretty gracious. Yeah, I think people you were. Know, they're like, they were man. like, oh man, those poor guys. Yeah, just on, yeah, on the ground, it did not feel good. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, stop your sermon. Where were you? <laughs> Where was I? Where okay, we're coming back. You know, we're, we're trying we're to back on. <laughs> trying to message people on Facebook and YouTube, and oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff. You know, I I came out kind of in the middle of this whole thing uh, yeah. back in June. So, um, thankfully, a lot of that infrastructure was already in place for me, so <coughs> I didn't do most of the legwork on that. But it's that's I think what makes those that decision velocity so slow initially is you know we got to get on in tv we have to up our youtube game you know we have to do all these things and you're spending all your time down doing that stuff uh, where now that's all kind of in place and mm -hmm. you know, we do get caught off guard with some changes you know i might find out on a monday afternoon i mean looking back a week ago uh on a monday afternoon that there are some changes that are going in place this upcoming wednesday that's not a lot of time to make adjustments um you know and to also to get the word out yeah so, you know, but I don't have to worry about NTV and YouTube and those sorts of things. So the way that we can make decisions is quite a bit faster, um, but yeah, we still have a lot of things dropped on us. Yeah, you, you've been watching hours and hours of uh, Governor Ricketts, right? Yeah, it is. You're getting to know that him pretty well. City council meetings. It's, yeah. it's good stuff. Right. Really, <laughs> really glad I'm spending out. my time doing that. Yeah. I think the, the word for the year has just been flexible. Yeah, it's like yep. we just have to be flexible. Yeah, not yep. not everyone's great at being flexible, but it, everyone has had to improve a little bit there. I, I think that I think that one of the fruits of the spirit is flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> Love, hope, peace, flexibility, flexibility, yeah, <laughs> patience. Uh, I, I think another challenge has been communication. Uh, that uh, well, and communication in a church and a larger church like this one is is an issue, anyways, because. Some people think that the church communicates too much. Like, I get too many emails. Other people say, I never knew, I never know when anything's going on, you know? And, and, and so it's, it's tough to communicate. And I think we've just realized that we don't always have the best contact information for people. And so 
we've had kind of a drive lately to get the best the best email out of your four emails. Can we have your best email? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the junk email. <laughs> and times were so much simpler in 1998 when you had that one AOL you got <laughs> mail account. Yeah. You checked once a week. Or, you know, back at, you know, 1517, you just nail something to the church door. Done. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Everybody hears about it. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Well, successes, challenges, but I think we have some great opportunities. I, I think that 2020 has been an opportunity in general, hmm. if we're going to put a positive construction on it. Hmm. But then I also think that as we come to the end of this year and then the new year, that we have a lot of opportunities in front of us. Hmm. Um, I, I guess let me just throw this question out. Uh, how do you all think you've grown as a Christian uh, in the pandemic? My Good question. Been, yeah, so, I mean, when, when church is shut down, you know, let's go back to early COVID. Uh, you know, things are shut down realizing how important it is to be spending time in the Bible outside of church mm -hmm. um, and sort of those, you know, things that are independent of your church, um, at least to some extent, uh, that's probably been the biggest growth for me is just making sure I'm doing that mm. and realizing how nice it is to be in church. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. I think, um, when you, when you're used to getting fed and then it's not happening in the same way, possibly suddenly you're like, Oh, maybe I should, have an active role in this too to yeah. seek out yeah i think too for me um tuning into those same kind of rituals outside of church like i think studying the scripture but also for me just um i think environment's really important for me so like thinking about okay i'm gonna light a candle uh before i do my devotion or something just to focus my attention and the atmosphere in a particular way and i think that's been kind of a an epiphany for me, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know how else. I think just humility, you know. I think we've had this forced humility where it's just like, man, I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing. I don't know if, you know, it's going to matter at all if I put this thing on Facebook or mm -hmm. the way that we are trying to strive if it's the right way. It's like mm -hmm. we're... I think there's been this kind of, we're going to have to be rookies again yeah. in, in what we're doing. And that's, that is humbling. So, yeah, I think, you know, for me that, that word humility is important and with it is the realization of how not in control I am. Yeah. And I always kind of knew that, but now I've just realized it practically. I've experienced it that, you know what? I might labor really hard to put together a sermon that I, that I'm excited about and I might get up in the pulpit and the power might go out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But God's kingdom will advance even if people can't hear me speaking. Um, <clears throat> so that's been important. Um, so, so maybe just recognizing the slower pace of things mm -hmm. that God's kingdom will come most certainly uh, and, and even in spite of our best efforts. Yeah. So the other thing for me is just the real importance of really quiet spaces. Like I just really need a, a space in the day that is quiet, that is prayerful, that is in the word. Because one of the things I experienced with uh, COVID and then all of the things going on with the election was that 
I had this kind of addiction with like with media, just like I have to just see how many cases of confirmed mm -hmm. COVID uh, are in the Kearney hub today and what's the latest dial for Two Rivers and uh, what's going on in the election. And I just found myself just always just, just consuming all that stuff. And, and you know, I like to, to read news and listen mm -hmm. to it, but, um, but I found that I just really need more than ever quiet places, mm. <laughs> kind of desert places mm -hmm. like Jesus in the Gospels retreats uh, for a while. Yeah, we've all been in this kind of uh, overload. You know, and I think someone was saying, like, it's like there's just this stress level in the background that you can almost hear. Yeah, it's noisy. Yeah, just like white noise in the background. And it's like, yeah, if you just, if you can't find a way to unplug from that. Yeah. Um, I think, too, um, we've all been forced to live with our families <laughs> yeah. a lot, maybe even more intimately, you know. And I think that's forced me to tune into that a little bit more. I think there's been mm -hmm. some blessings there just to say, man, what, you know, how am I interacting with my kids, my wife, <laughs> what, and we need to pay attention to that because we're all stressed out. Yeah. Um, so what, you know, what needs to change there? What needs to be nurtured? So that's been good, actually. Um, I think another opportunity is, is to to move, move forward with our use of technology. And, you know, t technology is always an interesting thing because it, it can be used for great good or it can be used, you know, for the opposite. And I think that in the church, we can use uh, technology in creative ways to advance the gospel and strengthen people's faith. Uh, we can also use it in ways that become maybe disruptive or distracting. But um, so, like, I've never been a big fan of, like, uh, some churches will have you like texting in church and stuff like I, <laughs> I just rather have people put their phones away, you yeah. know. Um, and I know that sometimes people get the Bible out on their phones, but um, it's it it all depends on the user, right? If you can use it responsibly. But there are a lot of opportunities with t with technology, and and I I'm a, I was excited when you came on staff, Spencer, because you have those skills. Um, to quote Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Uh, you have some awesome skills. skills yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so um, we've talked about a lot of different things. We've talked about doing videos, you know, like short little videos uh, on our website that just teach people the basics of the Christian faith. We've talked about, well, obviously the podcast we're doing right now. Uh, we've talked about a new website too. Do you want to chat about that just a little bit? Yeah. Um, currently being developed uh, is a new website that's just going to kind of, you know, there's modern designs for websites and it's just going to kind of get us up to date um you know into the 21st century where we're at now and uh, but also make it just easier to find some things so mm -hmm. you know the live stream is one of our most popular pages uh, we can see that being hit more often than anything else uh, it's just going to kind of bring that front you know front and center um, make it easy to pe for people to find that um, easy to find kind of what's going on uh, if people are seeking information about membership um, they can read up all about it they can get you know in touch with pastor tim um, they can see what's going on in ministries get in touch with those ministry staff members just kind of flesh things out a little bit and come at it with a plan yeah and you've designed websites uh, yeah in the past i've seen some of them that you've done and they're pretty spiffy so thanks i'm excited <laughs> for that uh, yeah i did uh 
I did some intranet work um, at my last job for all the teammates on supply chain and then eventually worked on the e-commerce platform uh, for a retail company. And um, so that was all about the website on that hmm. and then done a little bit of freelance work as well for some companies. So, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, excited too. I mean, you and I are, are uh, we're just kind of toying around with a new idea to create basically a video studio here in the church mm -hmm. that we can use to make short short videos communication videos and it seems like that's more and more important for our, our era so if we can do that well that's great so yeah. soon there'll be better more high quality video content coming out and yeah that's cool yep yeah and hopefully you know we've seen multiple times now the need to you know record a class and get that up onto youtube yep. and you know, mm. whether it's a wednesday night thing or a new member class something regular scheduled um, or just a short video uh you know, seeing that more and more the need and developing that. And that's kind of the way that you should be using technology, not trying to shoehorn technology into places. Um, it's, you know, is technology the best solution or are we using it because we can? Um, you know, every time we implement something, we have to maintain it. And so being really judicious about where we're implementing the technology, to, that makes the environment better. Mm -hmm. So uh, in closing here, I want to talk about this new DCE position. And, uh, and for those not familiar with what a DCE is, um, especially for those who are maybe not from a Lutheran background, uh, a, a, in the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate, a DCE is a director of Christian education. It's somebody who is uh, formally trained uh, at one of our synodical schools, one of the Concordia University System schools or they've uh, colloquized in, they've, they've taken some extra classes to help them to uh, be ready uh, for this role. And uh, we, uh, DCEs serve in a variety of capacities. And so for example, uh, Megan Barone, uh, Pastor Tim, your wife is a, is a DCE, uh, trained at Concordia Seward and, and she's serving in campus ministry. Um, we are looking to call a DCE who will be in charge of youth ministry and small groups at Holy Cross. And uh, um, it's call processes are interesting. You, they take a lot of patience. Um, basically what we're doing is we have a committee here at the church who is uh, interviewing uh, uh, some candidates who have indicated that they're willing and that we have, uh, through their profile, we've said they look like a good fit. Currently we have four willing candidates and mm -hmm. we're interviewing three actually this week. By the time this airs, I think we will have interviewed them, maybe the fourth. Uh, some, some exciting uh, opportunities here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think to have some, I mean, there's kind of like, we're thinking about holistic Christian development here. And, and mm -hmm. one of the things that is crucial, you know, is first, as, as kids come into young adults, you know, there's that kind of like murky teenage year <laughs> episode <laughs> where you really need to, find out creative ways to to connect with with kids and bring up, continue to bring them up faithfully and so we want to we want to make sure there's enough energy going to, towards that but then also you know having intentional christian community mm -hmm. um i know from from my own life this has been absolutely crucial yeah me too it's like I, i've grown to love the rhythm of the church you know the liturgy the sacraments the word and that has been such a grounding effect in my life over time but it's those intimate relationships in the Christian church that have really helped me turn the corner mm -hmm. on, on certain parts of my life. And so I think we want to 
intentionally create and foster that kind of environment. So I'm, I'm excited that someone's going to come in to say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You know, I can be that, that go-to person to, to foster that, that close connections in the church. And that's, I think a lot of people really need that. It'll be a blessing. And we, we've, we've used different terms, I think, in the past. We're using the term small groups. In the past, these have been called life groups. Yep. Uh, sometimes they're called community groups, but <clears throat> the basic principle is the same. It's a group of Christians who get together, they do life together, they eat together, they, they spend time together, uh, they, they grow close, and they also uh, grow in God's word together. And, and I think it's just so pivotal for us to have those smaller gatherings of Christians because that's where really, like, I think a lot of those lasting connections happen. And we'll be ready for the next pandemic, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. If yeah. we could go back time, uh, go back in time, I, I, that's, yes, I'm thankful for technology, but I also feel like one of the things that was missing um, when the pandemic hit was a really strong network of, of small groups, life groups, because we would have been more poised, I think, to be able to meet in smaller groups, mm. even if it's over Zoom. We just have Christian community. And it's my hope that in the future that this will just be a standard, normal thing for everybody at Holy Cross is, is we're all in a life group. And that life group is walking with you through difficult times. You know, they're, they're growing in the Christian faith with you. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could see it, you know, and when the church was shut down early on for the pandemic, you can't shut down Zoom with small groups. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> still staying connected would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Can I throw out a uh, just a last question for us all? Sure. If you could pray one thing for Holy Cross for 2021, what would your prayer be? That's a good question. Uh, I might need some time to think about that. Do you do you have the answer to your own I, question? No, I don't actually. But <laughs> just thought, you know, looking forward, you yeah. know, what would our prayer for the church be? Um, I mean, I think it's in line with what we've talked about already yeah. for opportunities. But yeah, mine would be uh, everyone being involved in something outside of regular Sunday worship. Mm-hmm. You know, be that a small group, one of our ministry action teams, something like that. I think that's really core uh, to good healthy christian development mm-hmm. so that would be mine everyone's involved yeah that's that's cool I, th- I think mine would be that you know we're able to fill uh this position uh for youth and small groups and that as a staff you know having you know no vacancies at all that we are just we're we kind of enter out of transition time mm-hmm. and we enter into solid ground Let's move ahead. And then as a congregation, uh, I think my biggest prayer would be just that we are cohesive, that we're together, that we're really like, f- we're, we're, we're faithful to each other, that we can ride the bumps together and that we um, come out on the other end of this uh, stronger and more faithful. Uh, and that kind of to my sermon this past week is that, you know, if God throws us a mm-hmm. pass, that we're open and we catch it. Uh, that we're not kind of dilly-dallying around, you know, <laughs> mm. trying to figure out, like, you know, how to pay the electrical bill that we're, we've got <laughs> it, right? We're ready. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of prayers for this coming year, but those are some of them. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I see, um, you know, kind of that connection piece, you know, just that 
I would love for everyone who says Holy Cross is my church to be like really confident, you know, and just in love with the the mission of the church, the storyline of of this church in particular, but you know, just joyfully being Christians together and and confidently uh being in community. I think if if everyone had that kind of a mindset in our church, we would just be it'd be such a, an amazing community to be a part of and really attractive, you know, to, to people who don't believe yet. Yeah. Good. Alrighty. Well, thanks for coming along. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, thanks yeah. for being with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great time. It's been a great year. Yes. Yeah. In spite of everything, uh, to God be the glory and God is good. Amen. Amen.